This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Wrestling Roundup on Free FM, RFM, and MP. Uh, as always, I'm Grady, and live on Skype, we've got Josh. Hey. It is episode 500. We've done this for, uh, I think it's about nine and a half years, almost ten years now. Um, we've gotten to do some cool interviews. Uh, we've gotten to talk from opposite sides of the world 500 times, roughly, give or take a few uh missing uh bits and pieces here but uh yeah i figured we'd we'd start off the show and i guess talk a little bit about uh some of the cool stuff we've gotten to do or um some of our favorite things we've gotten to do i don't know if you have anything prepared on your side well yeah i guess i do um my favorite thing we've done is the interview with mike Rowe. yeah it's real hard to beat um, that one yeah it was just so much fun getting to mark out with a fellow Mark. Yeah. And such and a weird way to get it as well. Like, yeah. um, so for people who weren't around in that era, I think it was pretty early on. It's their first like hundred episodes or something. Um, I went to a comic convention here in New Zealand. I was dressed up as, uh, uh, the ultimate warrior. And I met an actor, Mike Rowe, uh, from the TV show Arrow, uh, and he liked the get up and we ended up talking and then, yeah, we booked him. And I think we talked for over an hour to Mike. Yeah. It, it was just so much fun. Um, just, just talking to him, memories, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it was just a lot of fun with, the, with that particular interview. I mean, the biggest thing we ever did was with karma mm-hmm. by far, but I, I just, while I enjoyed that, I enjoyed the one with uh, Mike Rowe a lot more because we got to be a lot more of in control of what we were able to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we were able to basically just BS for an hour, hour, hour and a half, for however <laughs> long it was with him, with him. And so, yeah, it was pretty cool. We, we were limited on their time with, with the Karma interview. And there were also obviously a lot of issue uh, topics we could not talk about. Yeah, that's always the harder part when you are interviewing um, a pro wrestler or um, somebody, I guess, about things like that. Um, there's always going to be things you can and can't touch on. But as you say, I guess the uh, micro ones, we could just go. It was 50 minutes in the end, but I might have cut that down. Um, I don't remember for sure, but yeah. Definitely a highlight, I think. Uh, and I've just double checked. If you go to our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling RND up, uh, these are all in a playlist. Any sort of interview that we talk about, as well as all 500 of our previous episodes, if you want to check them out, uh, and listen back to any of them. Um, for me, I, I had a couple of them, a couple of experiences, but I guess the first one would just be, uh, the first interview I did in person. Um, which was Hacksaw Jim Duggan, 
uh, coming on down to New Zealand for again, another convention. Um, and it's this whole different vibe getting to, you know, sit down in a chair with them and just talk, uh, talk to these cool people about their stories and, you know, take a photo with them afterwards. I gave them a gift, uh, full of like New Zealand lollies and stuff like that as well. Um, and that was, I guess, my first experience doing media interviews. He didn't think I did too bad, but uh, that was like 2014, I want to say. We were only a couple of years into it at that point. Um, and so, yeah, that one's a bit of a highlight as well. Yeah, um, that was definitely pretty cool when I listened back to, to it. Um, I think personally of your solo interviews my favorite interview that you did was with me (laughs) yeah (laughs) because that's i just thought the stories were so cool with it yeah same sort of thing again this time it was in a different city um haku ming uh was was here and just again sat down just talked to the guy um if i recall he was still doing his autograph signing or he had to go to his autograph signing um afterwards so we were just sort of shooting the shit in the amount of time that we had um before he had to run off and i would probably give him the award for most down-to-earth guy uh that has ever been on the show as like a an interview person or anything like that um was a great one and then also for- let let me say one other thing yep um i will be 100 percent honest with you here i thought we'd get bored of this and it would last only six months <laughs> yeah i am 100 percent honest with you i did not expect it to go almost 10 years yeah i i think we've told the story a couple of times on like our anniversary shows and stuff like that but well we started off doing like basically a written podcast uh same sort of concept on a forum that's long since gone um and then yeah i got this stupid idea hey let's put it on radio in new zealand and uh here we still are, <laughs> 500 <laughs> episodes later. Uh, yeah, I, th- I figured we either get bored of it and just quit, or we get thrown off the air. <laughs> we haven't been thrown <laughs> off the air yet. Uh, thanks, you know, <laughs> Phil, Mike, and everybody else who's uh, helped her out from Free FM side of things. Uh, been super like helpful throughout the whole process. Whether that be, um, you know, in the early days, we recorded this in the studio. Uh, in Hamilton, New Zealand. Um, and I had to get them to add like an Ethernet port so I could plug in my laptop for internet because the Wi Fi sucked in that building. Um, and there was just a bunch of things and they were so supportive along the way. And then I moved to Auckland and then, um, we recorded from, you know, like my, my house. And then I've moved around. I think I've recorded this in five different houses now. Um, but, it's weird, yeah, right? Because I mean, like you thought the same thing, you know, six months and we'd be out. Yeah, my in my um, case, it's been like three different houses with a fourth um, temporary <laughs> recording location. Because um, I the the Mike Rowe uh, interview I did sitting in a college uh, uh, cafeteria, mm. so that was uh, technically a fourth location. <laughs> Yeah, I, I talked about this as well on my, my interview for the radio station uh, they did maybe about a, six months ago, um, and I've recorded, like, around the world this this podcast while we've been, oh, I've been traveling. Um, so I've recorded, I think, about 
four, maybe five episodes in like Europe or Australia. Um, I've just had to take a portable microphone setup and a laptop and we sit down every week. And that's the, that's the rule we've recorded over, you know, Christmas days. Uh, well, I've been traveling no matter what's going on. The like one constant in my life for the last nine and a half years is that I will sit down and I will talk for half an hour into a microphone to Josh about professional wrestling. And then I will edit that up and go put it on the radio. Um, and nine and a half years is a crazy amount of time when I think about it. Yeah, certainly. Um, and then the last cool thing, uh, that I got to do that I'll just throw in before we move on to talking about NXT Halloween Havoc. Cause I'm sure you don't want to just listen to me talk for 15 minutes about this cool show we get to do. Um, was when New Japan came over to New Zealand, uh, a couple years ago for On the Mat. And I got to interview, uh, a bunch of the guys that were going to be on that. Um, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Hannaday, Marcus Cool, Jay White, uh, Bad Luck Fale, um, and just got to, basically help them promote that show um i found out afterwards that i was meant to be the like mc moderator for their interviews uh that they were doing with the like vip package um they had like a room full of vip people who'd paid more for their tickets and they had the new japan superstars come in and stuff and i was meant to be the the mc for that but nobody told me and so i showed up to the venue like half an hour after that vip experience started and uh luckily david dunn another big name in you know new zealand professional wrestling scene uh stepped up and took that role um but i still got to you know uh do the latter half and and talk to people and uh hit up the superstars there and everything like that but yeah on the mat was a pretty cool all-round uh experience uh to break up the show nicely i'm gonna actually just go into our song i think uh we'll go into our song and then when we come back we will talk about NXT Halloween Havoc, we will talk about Raw, we will talk about SmackDown, and we will stop talking about ourselves. Uh, but this week's uh, entrance theme of the week, it is the Dungeon of Doom WCW theme. Round upon Free FM, RFM, and MPR. I'm Grady, he's Josh. I promised NXT Halloween Havoc. Let's get into it. Uh, we got six matches announced at this time. Let's talk about Apollo Crews, Grayson Waller. They've been going back and forth. Apollo Crews looking amazing since he's come back down to NXT, and they're going to spin the wheel and make a deal. Yeah, yeah, this looks like it. Um, I'm going to guess they'll end up with a first blood match. <laughs> Um, just based on the whole feud about bleeding from the eyes and stuff, uh, I have a feeling that that's going to be the stipulation. Yeah. Uh, um, make a bit of sense. Um, I think with this feud going into it, like Grayson Waller has picked up so many losses in a row. Um, but Apollo Crews is also sort of re coming back down. This is like his first feud since returning down to NXT. So, um, bit of a toss up this one. Yeah. Um, 
I think at this point, Grayson Waller is a character that it doesn't really matter if they win or lose. Because mm. they, they'll get their heat right back immediately. Um, I, th- I think Apollo Crews takes the win here. I think I'm with you on that. Um, Apollo Crews just, you know, he seems positioned for big things. Um, I could see him picking the NXT North American Championship back up. When he came down, he teased going for the NXT Championship. Um, I think he's going to head himself back up that NXT card for sure. Our next match, it is the Explosion of the Diamond Mine, uh, or at least one chunk of it. Damon Kemp uh, will be taking on Julius Creed in a ambulance match, one-on-one. Uh, but if Julius loses, his brother Brutus Creed will have to leave NXT. Bit of a convoluted stipulation here, but trust us, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, this should be a pretty good fight. This is not going to be a match. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a fight. Let's be honest. Meaty men. Uh, um, I think Julius Creed wins. Okay. Um, simply because I don't think they're ready to bring the Creed brothers up to the main roster. Yeah. And yeah. they would have to if he loses. But I could be wrong, and they could bring him up, and we could see him on uh, Raw or SmackDown immediately afterwards. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna flip that. I'm, I'm gonna go with the Damon Kemp win. I can't pick the same one with you every time. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's something here um, with the whole Brutus and Julius stuff um, that just having Julius win not necessarily as fun. Um, and I'm pretty high on Damon Kemp. I'm also pretty high on the Creed brothers, to be fair. Um, but I, I want to see more out of Damon. Um, and I think him winning here just sort of propels him up a little bit and can give him a bit more momentum into whatever storyline he's going to head into next. Um, and I want to see good things out of everybody, out of the Creeds, out of Kemp, out of all of them. Alrighty, we got our last non-title match it is another spin the wheel make a deal match but it has already been spun we're going to be seeing roxanne perez take on cora jade in a weapons wild match yeah um the feud's been cool and all but i a lot of my interest just died on tuesday night on Um, tuesday that's that's nxt night right yep when roxanne perez got pinned by rario rip okay um i don't know it's just it kind of makes me think that, that it's going to be Roxanne Perez winning the match. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here's what I found online. Shut up. Shush all the um, robots. The robots are taking uh, over. Yeah. Um, I think... I don't see any point in putting her over... I mean, you can't put her over Rhea. That, that would be completely stupid. But at the same time, you shouldn't put her in a match with somebody <laughs> of Rhea's level either, because that just hurts Roxanne in the end. And you have this big feud that you've been building and building and building with Korra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. The Pick Your Poison matches, uh, as you said, on Tuesday, um, Rhea Ripley versus Roxanne Perez. It was a distraction uh, from Dominic Mysterio, so it wasn't necessarily clean, but Roxanne does go under. Uh, and then on the other side, it was Raquel Rodriguez versus Cora Jade, with Cora Jade going over. Again, not very clean. Um, but yeah, it does seem to be lining up for a, a Roxanne Perez win at uh, Halloween Havoc, for sure. Well, usually that's the case, right? Whoever doesn't have the momentum going in. Yeah. 
especially if it's a baby face that doesn't have momentum. Hmm. And Roxanne Perez is definitely the baby face in this feud. So what gave that away? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. So that's my pick, Roxanne Perez. I'm just less interested because of the stuff on Raw on NXT on on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Alrighty then. First of three title matches, the NXT North American Championship being vacated by Solo Sokoa. It is going to be a five-way ladder match. Carmelo Hayes taking on Oro Mensah, taking on Wesley, taking on Von Wagner, taking on Nathan Frazier, who defeated Axiom in the best of three. This is going to be one wild ladder match. I think there are going to be some, some tricks that are going to be pulled out of people's hats. I think you're going to see some crazy stuff. In this match. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at the end of the day, the person that walks out with the North American Championship is going to be Wesley. Yeah. That's definitely where the storyline feels like it's like built for, right? Like Wesley had that chance to uh to skip the qualifier. He said, No, I want to fight for it. He fought for it, he got the spot. Um if I'm looking at all the guys in here, um, a couple of them a bit too, uh, a little bit too green to put the title on for me. I don't want to give it back to Carmelo. He's just had it. Let him run twice. off. Yeah, <laughs> he's just had it twice. Let him run off and go do other things. For me, it's Wesley or Von Wagner, but the storyline really does seem to support Wesley a lot more. Um, I will say this. I'm not as big on Von Wagner as he. I think if it's not Wesley, it's Nathan Fraser. Okay. I think the whole th- uh, three matches thing also helped build his story towards it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it makes the most sense to put the title on either Wesley, who was supposed to have been in the match that Solo was in, <laughs> um, uh, or just the, the fresh name of, Na- of the Nathan Frazier. Fair. So I'm going with Wesley. I think that's who walks out with the title. That could shock us all, and it could be Oral Mammon's <laughs> I don't know. Um, or they could bore us, and it'd be Carmelo Hayes again. Man, please, anything but Carmelo Hayes. Like, he's great, but please, please. Um, all right, last two matches. We've got the NXT Women's Championship on the line. Mandy Rose going up against Alba Fire. Could she be the one to dethrone Mandy? This has been a crazy feud. And that saves up to considering some of Mandy's feuds as champion i i think i want to say this is going to be the time but we have said that every single event the last four months yeah like this is going to be the person that does this is going to be the time for randy to drop who's left yeah who's left this feud has been built in such a way that it feels like it really is time it really is the person to do it. I just don't know if I <laughs> want to go with it because track record says Mandy's going to win. Yeah. Uh, but I'll I'll cave and I'll go with a brand new champion being Al- Albafy. Yeah, I, I ditto on everything you said. I think Albafy wins, but. I've said that. I think I've bet against Mandy Rose four or five times now and been wrong every time. Uh, but I will continue to bet against Mandy Rose. 
Our main event, our triple threat match for the NXT Championship. It is Bron Breaker versus Ilya Dragunov versus JD Madonna. And uh, we've got a looming threat of Austin Theory and his briefcase that we can't forget about as well. Yeah. Yeah, that was definitely the exhibition point on at the end of NXT on Tuesday night. Um, I think Iliad wins the match and immediately loses the title. You thinking this is going to be a theory cash-in? I think so. It, it would be... Listen. <laughs> He's not I beating think, Reigns. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, but it elevates the NXT Championship. Yeah. Because it now makes it possible for you to bring... To, cash in on NXT champions. Yeah. Making that championship more important. Um we did do that with the Rumble for the world champion. Yeah. Um so I think this is the next logical step in that. So that it does make NXT a legitimate third brand. And so going from NXT to Raw or SmackDown isn't going to be a step up. It'll be a step sideways like Tommaso Ciampa wanted it to be when they originally started the USA um uh, USA NXTs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want to just put all my money on Ilya and then ignore the fact that Theory exists because I want Ilya, Ilya as champion. Yeah, I I just think it'd be pretty cool because it'd be something that hasn't been done before. Definitely. Um, And it would just cha- change the dynamic, change the rules. You would still have Ilya in the main event of scene because then you would have the, the chase Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. It gets the title off of Braun Breaker, which allows him to move on to the main roster or go laterally to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Um, and I think Theory could have some amazing matches with the guy, with guys like Iliad, JD McDonald, Kamala Hayes, and it gives him some spotlight with the title and not have to be the world type of title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a little bit of logic to it as well. Like if you're Austin Theory and you're looking at uh, the world titles being held with Roman Reigns right now, you're like, eh, my odds of winning there are a little bit lower. Uh, I can go down to NXT, win that, and still get a world championship win. It's not a bad win. Uh, to quickly brush through Raw and SmackDown, then we only have about five minutes left. Um, let's go with the US title scene for Raw. Uh, there's quite a lot happening. Uh, it was Seth Rollins, he successfully defended against Matt Riddle prior to the match. Elias returned, seems to be involving himself a little bit there. And uh, ultimately, though, at the end of the show, Mustafa Ali coming out and uh, seemingly putting himself next in line for that United States Championship. Yeah. By the way, um, something that we didn't actually talk about when he won the title, Matt, uh, Seth Rollins is the second person to become a two-time Grand Slam champion. Hmm, right behind Miz. Yeah. Um, so this is this is um, going to be an interesting run. It'll be interesting to see who actually can take the title off Seth. I think Seth has it for a couple months. You don't um, think Mustafa Ali's winning it? It's possible, but I don't think it'll be anytime soon. Hmm. Um, especially with a certain event that's about to happen. Um, so I think... It's going to be a case where it's going to be they're building somebody towards him. We just don't know who it is yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems as though the next feud will be Mustafa Ali. I think he will do well. I don't think it will be his time to to capture the United States Championship. Um, Rollins is seemingly done with Riddle for now after this match, surely. Um, and so, yeah, 
kind of opens things wide up. Uh, Randy Orton's got to be getting ready for a return soon or something, right? We would hope, but that I have not heard anything positive about his injury in a while. Hmm. Uh, anything that I have heard, which was weeks ago, was that it was worse than people had thought. Yeah, okay. So there's a possibility we may not see Randy Orton for a while at all for uh, the rest of the year. It's possible we may never see him in the ring again because we don't know what the injury was. Hmm. Well, we wish him all the best. Uh, same as uh, over on the show that Josh will not name uh, with Hangman. Uh, luckily, it looks to be, quote unquote, just a concussion. Uh, but given the bit of a spooky end to that show, I'll take just a concussion. Um, jumping to SmackDown, let's stay on the mid-card titles. They're a good little topic to talk about, uh, and it wraps a few things up. Uh, Rey Mysterio so badly doesn't want to fight his son that he jumps brands entirely. Uh, he seems to be sticking to his guns of, I don't want to fight Dominic. Yeah, um, it's definitely, um, interesting. Uh, I think at some point his hand will be put, will be... Um, pushed into doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's going to be a case like it was with The Undertaker against Kane the first time. Yeah. Undertaker just did everything he could not to fight Kane. And Kane and Paul Bear just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed his buttons until he finally exploded, literally, because he came out of a <laughs> um, coffin and said... I swore I'd never do it, but I'm going to fight you at WrestleMania. Yeah, it worked out well then, and I'm sure it'll work out well again here. Uh, but the one requirement for that is that Rey Mysterio survives his next matchup. Um, there was a fatal four-way match to earn a shot at Gunther's uni- Intercontinental Championship. It was Sheamus, Ricochet, Solo Sokoa, and Karrion Cross, but Drew took out Karrion Cross earlier in the night, and uh, Rey Mysterio managed to slide into that match, uh, cause a lot of jumping around and flippy stuff with Ricochet, um, and ultimately came out uh, with the shot. Yeah, plus it did something else for us. It split the brawling brutes off of of Gunther, which gives them a possibility of possibly feuding with the bloodline. Hmm. That is true. Sheamus and uh, Solo Sokoa and Usos and uh, Brawling Brutes. Definitely a good choice. And then throw in uh, he's not part of the Brawling Brutes, but because he's uh, um, from the British Isles area, (laughs) throw in Drew McIntyre. (laughs) Why not? And then you can have Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns in it, too. Or you can give Sheamus a shot. Eh, come on. No, I'm saying it in... Because War Games, oh, baby. War Games, that's true. That's what I'm talking about. Can't forget War Games is just around the corner. Uh, but that is it. That is the cause. We've run out of time on this, our 500th episode. We didn't get to talk much about Raw and SmackDown, but we will do a lot more of that next week. Uh, it's been great talking to you for the 500th time. Bye-bee. You can visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, or our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash wrestling R&D up, or our YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash wrestling R&D up. And uh, we'll see you next week for the next uh, 500 episodes, the next nine and a half years.
For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.